Hey Chiefs Kingdom, this is Mitch Holtis, voice of the Chiefs. To stay at the top of their game, the Chiefs have trusted the University of Kansas Health System for their care. And you can trust them to care for you too. Whether you're a pro athlete, a student athlete, or a fan who likes to stay active, the care remains the same. Because the University of Kansas Health System cares for the entire Chiefs Kingdom. To request an appointment, visit kansashealthsystem.com slash chiefs. Let's go ahead and get back into football and bring in gopowercat.com's Ryan Wallace. And real easy this week, Ryan, we only got three games to talk about on the Kansas side. And um, Is there anything that surprised you out of last week? Let's start right there. Um, I think the manner in which Blue Valley beat Olathe North. Yeah. Um, we expected the defense for Blue Valley to play the way that it has, you know, moving into the playoff bracket. I'm not sure I saw the offensive output that we saw from the Tigers, particularly against, you know, an Olathe North team at home uh, that has been so good and so stout with Chris McCartney as head coach. They're, they're a physical defense that just typically you don't see that happen to them just getting blitzkrieged at home in the playoffs by an, an offense that, let's be honest, you know, outside of, you know, a John Price that is a, a well-known name, um, isn't one of Alan Terrell's most dynamic in terms of playmakers. Yeah, I agree. Ryan, and I, oh, go ahead, Coach. Uh, Ryan, when you look at the east side of the three brackets of class four, five, and six, which of the six teams do you think faces the biggest challenge to advance to the next step? Uh, probably Tonganoxie. Um, you know, and and let's, you know, the small town folks, I, you know, turn your radios off if you're listening here for a second. And I, I'm not one to say that it can't happen. But I started digging around at like, when was the last time that a non, if you want to call it a power conference thing, uh, beat you know, someone that from a, a, a perennial uh, league, we'll just put it that way. I had to go all the way back for it. First off, for a, it hasn't happened ever since Bishop Miege and, you know, and Aquinas and St. James, it, it hasn't happened. Uh, you, I had to go back to the five, a bracket of 2014, the regional round Pittsburgh beat mill Valley 42 to 21. And that's the last time that I found again, kind of a, an unexpected result, if you will, a, a school from a, a non-suburban school beating a, a suburban school that maybe has played a little bit tougher schedule. It just doesn't happen. Uh, Tonganoxie, we've talked about all year, guys, that the Frontier League this year is as strong as it's ever been. Yeah, I agree. So this Tonganoxie team has played the schedule to prepare them for Aquinas. Can they get it done? It, it'll be a tough task, but I'll say this. They get them at home, and you know the crowd at Tonganoxie is going to be ready for this one. I agree. I, I think that's a good one to talk about right off the bat. And, um, you know, and they've seen a Eudora team that, that runs a little option football. Um, they played Spring Hill, who's physical and bigger than them. Um, and they're dynamic. They You know, offensively, yeah. Colton, I'm going to butcher his name, Brucen, their tailback is a 1,700-yard guy. Isaiah Holthouse is a great receiver. We talked with Coach Troy earlier and um, you know, Todd Brown, the other receiver is great quarterback does a fantastic job can run the ball as well. So, the, I mean, offensively, I think that they can, if they can do things quickly, because yeah. that defensive line of Aquinas is, if they can find ways to get around that defensive line, they can maybe score. The question is, can they, 
can they defensively lock in and 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 slow down that offense? Now, what helps them is this is not the most you know powerful offense that Aquinas has had, though they've moved some guys in and they've taken out some of their smaller backs and they're you know the quarterback has stepped in and, and played some tailback and and done some great things. So I think it's I think it's an interesting matchup. And I think a lot of it's going to be told in the first, you know, first quarter, quarter and a half of, of how this is going to go. But you're right. If you're Tongan Oxy, you want to play this game at Tonkey. You yeah, want to have yeah. that, you want to have that crowd there. Um Coach Troyer said he goes, he, he said he goes, we're here in Aquinas is bringing everybody. <laughs> so it's going to be, I, I think there's going to be several really good atmospheres on Friday night and Tongan Oxy might be one of the best in the Metro. Yeah. And I mean, you're right though, in terms of the scheme, if Tonganoxy wants to, to beat Aquinas, you know, you've got to keep their offense off the field because otherwise Randy Dryling is just going to run the clock down, you know, and he's going to, you know, they'll, they'll just drive it 80 yards on you. Um, and cause I, I watched him do it to a team like me I mean, yeah. that, that offense can do it um, when they want to, they'll, they'll just, you know, nailed to the, to the grindstone and do it. If you're Tonganoxy though, the good news for Tongi, as you mentioned, is they have a rushing attack, um, so they can keep you kind of honest both ways. But Aquinas is kryptonite, and when you look through their games this year, it's Blue Valley Southwest. It was the Miege game the first time around. Rockhurst is a little bit of a different beast because they're a similar ground-and-pound style. But those other two that I mentioned, they spread Aquinas out, and they hit you with kind of quick passes, as you said, Dion, where you – you know that the Aquinas defensive line is going to get pressure, so you got to get the ball out quick. And they made Aquinas play sideline to sideline and defend the pass. So I think, you know, for Tonganoxy, you need to show maybe a little bit more in the passing game than we've seen them, uh, you know, maybe be comfortable with this season. Um, while also, again, sprinkling in the running game uh, to try and, you know, keep the clock rolling a little bit. That, that'll that be, as you said, we'll find out first quarter, um, you know, if, if, the scheme that Tonganoxy is prepared for is, is going to beat St. Thomas Aquinas. Which of these six programs do you think has the best defense going into this week? Well, you know, it'd be hard to argue against Blue Valley and, and, and the way that they're playing, but I'm actually going to flip it. Um, and I'm going to say Gardner Etcherton. Yeah, I agree. Um, <laughs> we haven't talked to, we, because of the flex bone, we talk more about their offense. Their defense yes. is what has made the difference for them this year. And here's the problem that I see for Blue Valley, and and I I get that there you can make the argument that you know you're a different team come November, come playoff time, you can become something new, where it just clicks for players, it clicks for coaches, you get in a rhythm, and you can you know kind of wipe some of the regular season stuff out, especially the early regular season stuff. But let's just say by and large, big picture here, Blue Valley on offense is about a three touchdown type offense. I think I went through their points per game this year is about 24 and a half on average. And I know, again, they're averaging more in the playoffs. But you look at Gardner Edgerton's defense, the most points they've allowed in a game this year, guys, is 21. Yeah. Seven of 11, of their 11 games, have been, they've allowed single-digit scoring. Um, so, yeah, I mean, as, as good as Blue Valley has been on defense all year round, particularly of late, uh, I think their defense is good enough to give Gardner problems. I don't know if that offense is good enough to score and keep up with the Trailblazers because the Trailblazer defense, Mark Dibiak, they put Singleton out on cornerback so he can kind of shadow your best wide receiver. And that defensive line is big and powerful 
And uh, it it will be a, a major, major task for Blue Valley to get anything going on offense. Let's move on to 5A, where you've got uh, Mill Valley, who's used to being there. Blue Valley Southwest was here last year and got beat. Um, this is at the, they call it the Antioch Deck, at Blue Valley West, where Blue Valley West and Blue Valley Southwest play their home games. Um, this is, there's a lot of factors in this game that will go into whether each team wins. If Blue Valley Southwest is, you know, snap, two seconds, ball out on offense, yep. they're going to be tough. I mean, that that if they're not, if Mill Valley's not getting any kind of pressure and, and Dylan Dunn's allowed to sit back there and pick them apart, it's going to be a Blue Valley Southwest game. That being said, do you see enough out of Mill Valley's offense to do their grinding style? I mean, they scored 72 last week, but they gave up 42. Now 21 of that was when the twos came in later in the game to Seaman. And Seaman is a quick throw type team. Yeah. You see Mill Valley's offense. I think they're as key to what they do defense, you know, to what they're going to do in this game. Is their offense good enough to chew up the clock and keep that Southwest offense off the field, though we know Southwest can score quickly. Well, I know Mill Valley's uh, offensive line played a lot better last week um, against Seaman. And so if the if the Gus Hawkinses of the world um, can do their job in the trenches, there, there's a potential that they they can be that. Um, but I, this is a this is a really tough one for me to go against Southwest simply because of everything that they've put on film this year. And you also have to remember this. This is a Southwest team that is. I don't know if they're going to come out nervous because of what's happened the last two years in this yeah. game. Mill Valley has won the last two playoff meetings in 21 and 22 by a combined score of 98 to seven. So if you think Blue Valley Southwest is going to come out nervous, I mean, Mill Valley could come into this game undefeated. Typical Mill Valley, right? You know, let, let's say they're, they're last year's Mill Valley team. I still think Blue Valley Southwest is going to come in confident and come in hungry because this is a T-Wolves team that, you know, I was crunching some numbers on them. Their average margin of victory in their 10 wins is almost 30 points. They have not won by less than 20 points since the middle of September. So uh, to me, if you're Mill Valley, uh, the key is for Joe Appleby's squad is you've been here before. They're, they're going to be relaxed in this situation. Just keep it close. Keep the game close and see if that starts to rattle Blue Valley Southwest. Because again, like I said, they haven't really played many close games this year. Uh, and you could make the argument that Mill Valley hasn't either, because in their losses, they've been blown out. <laughs> um, but again, I think it, th there's something to be said about a team that has been through the rigors of a playoff bracket, even in a year like this for Mill Valley, where they're, you can say they're a little down they just don't get as rattled. And so I'll be curious to see, and I'll be at this game, if this game gets tight, you know, Southwest hasn't experienced it this year. How do they respond to a little bit of adversity late in the game? That'll that'll be key. But um, I haven't seen Southwest this year. I have seen Mill Valley, but seeing what I've seen from Southwest on tape, I might go out on a limb here and just predict the T-Wolves to, if you want to call it an upset, um, to, to pull an upset on a team that from Mill Valley that has time and time again found their way to the state championship. I think this might be the year that they get clipped. It's definitely out there. And and some of the weaknesses they have in their defensive backfield is a strength for, you know, the receivers are strength for Southwest. So, I mean, that's the, that's one of those things they've got to get, they've got to get that D line home. And, yeah. and if they don't get to Dylan Dunn and make him move off his spot, 
Uh, if they don't get to him, he's going to sit back there. The other wild card in this game is the Blue Valley Southwest defense has been playing better lately. And that's, you know, part of that is I think they're just maybe Blue Valley Southwest. This sounds weird. They haven't scored as many points. Yeah. So maybe the Blue Valley Southwest defense hasn't been on the field quite as much. Right. <laughs> and so, right. you know, they're they're getting a little more rest time. So uh, it's going to be a good one. All three games are, are very interesting uh, this year. Um, you know, I think there's favorites in each one. But it's not an overwhelming favorite because right. the team there, the team that the favorites are playing, are playing really well. Right. <laughs> so, or, or you know, and so that's the, the the underdogs are are definitely in that spot. Well, Ryan, it's going to be a great week. Looking forward to getting your thoughts on the Mill Valley Blue Valley Southwest game next week as we get ready to head into state championships on the Kansas side. Thank you, guys.